2: This is the busted open podcast you can listen to the full show monday through saturday from 9 a.m to noon eastern on sirius xm fight nation channel 156
3: this is denise salcedo with the innovator of violence tommy dreamer and this is the busted open podcast We'll be discussing some of our dream matches of 2024. We got some bangers for you. Plus, we talk about what we saw on AEW Dynamite right now on the Busted Open podcast. So I'm going to throw out this question to the nation. Uh, So give us a call on this one because we want to discuss dream matches 2024 matches that you think can actually happen next year dial 877-344-4893 dream matches of 2024 that's the topic get on it start thinking what do we have? Um, I was sitting here, Tommy, during the break, and I thought up some matches that I definitely want to see. Uh, How do you want to start? Do you want me to shoot some at you? Do you want to shoot some at me? How do we want to go about
4: it? I saw the twinkle and gleam in your eye like you just walked into a room with Taylor Swift when we started talking about this. You got the pencil. You go for it uh, because I saw how excited you got. Uh, Really enjoyed it, so let's do it.
3: Yeah, so during the break, I started really kind of getting into it. At first, I was like, oh, I've got one. Then I started thinking a little bit more, and I'm like, damn, now I need to see these. All right, so hear me out. See, these are some of the ones that I uh, I came up with. So, uh, of course, this one on the WWE side of things. Now, we've seen this match in NXT, but we haven't seen it with, like, the version of the women that they are now, and that is Becky Lynch and Rhea Ripley. Like, that is a match that... I feel it has to happen at WrestleMania 40. I would be kind of bummed if that's not the match that we're getting, especially because they've teased it at least multiple times now on Monday Night Raw. So that's definitely one of them. The other one over on the AEW side of things is Brian Danielson and Will Ospreay. Uh, I feel like that match definitely, oh my God, just like fireworks everywhere. Here's a crazy one that I don't know if many people have thought of, but as I sat here, I looked at this man's face because it popped up on my screen and I thought, who would I want to see this person wrestle in my dreams? So hear me out on this one. A crash and burn type of match Darby Allen versus El Hijo del Vikingo.
4: Oh, that is freaking a crash crazy, and right? That is a crash. No rules, just let them uh, go out there.
3: Yes. No two and you
4: know, nothing.
3: I got two more hack versus Brian Danielson. They wrestled back in ring of honor in 2007, but we haven't seen it in a W. Uh, so I want to see that one too. And then of course, because we started the feud in a W, but we never got to see it. end, was Ricky Starks CM punk. So there you go. Those are just some that I, I thought of really quickly.
4: What happened to uh Pac? I haven't seen him in forever. Where's he been?
3: Um, I'm not sure if he's out due to injury or he's just out. I think it might be injury. Uh, I'm not too entirely sure on that one. I'm, I kind of just forgot a little bit.
4: Interesting. Uh, Again, when we're talking about this topic, uh, because I had to cover it for Monday Night Raw, I was not that it's a dream match, but a match that never happened before, which is very, very rare, especially within the WWE universe where Becky Lynch is going to fight Nia Jax. I think that's an interesting, interesting, and both women have had a verbal banter going back and forth. Um, So I think that's going to be interesting. When we were discussing this, I kind of go where I get when two people are in their prime, but I'm also kind of looking at, like, what big matches do certain people have left? Um, Though he's hurt right now, I would love to see Rey Mysterio and Dragon Lee go at it because Rey is the goat of luchador, uh, masked wrestlers, and to be in the ring with Dragon Lee. And we saw an amazing body of work that Rey was doing before he got hurt. Um, I would love to see, you don't know if it could happen. There's some rumors, there's some speculation for 2024 um, with MJF. So I would go MJF versus Randy Orton and talking about Randy could tap into being, Hey, I was that young kid and I almost lost it all because of all this stuff, blah, 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 blah. But how he matured into the man that we've seen today and also has been on top of the wrestling industry for a long, long time. Um, MJF and Paul Heyman in a 20-minute debate on anything and just see those two guys go where the fans would reward who do they think would actually win this debate. Um, Bianca Belair's long-awaited WWE debut. Uh, Not Bianca Belair, I'm sorry, Jade Cargill. Um, I have two for Jade. It's against Bianca as well as against Rhea. I think those would be two amazing, amazing matchups. And one that could possibly happen, uh, but I don't think it would. And I know if I don't want to give anything away, but would be the reunion of Edge and Christian, Matt and Jeff, and the Dudleys standing in a ring one more time. Whether there's a ladder involved, which would be the ultimate all three teams are still around, Um, but it it could be, you know, that was a moment that WWE had and didn't do much with it at all. Um, But I really do think nostalgia, I'd put it in Houston and just be like, hey, we're back to the original place where match really changed the business uh, or have them second people. I don't know. It's just something that, because then again, like I'm thinking about I know I'd love to see I would book the main event if he if his return because I know I have the guy coming up Will Ospreay um, and their big UK show versus Kenny Omega and I would put it it's a different build but hey I'm Kenny Omega I you know almost died and went through something I never went through before and I have to prove that I'm still the best and here's Will who is currently the best in a lot of people's eyes. Um, So it's stuff like that. But then I also talk about, man, like what dream matches does Jericho have? And then the biggest one, because we're going to see his last match, Sting. Like, if I'm Sting, I look around, like, is there anyone you want to wrestle in AEW that before you call it a career? And with Sting's importance in the wrestling industry, I would also love it if is there anyone in WWE you'd want to wrestle and if I don't think it could happen but hey this is special this is sting and sting wants to wrestle this guy could we make it happen we saw nakamura go to japan for another wrestling company i don't think it would happen because nakamura was japan and you know but there there's moments in matches like that like if it was in time You know, I I know I saw it with uh, Muda, Sting, and Darby all tagged together. Um, Muda and Sting going at it one last time. Uh, I think we would get a different type of performance, but it's just those two iconic men facing that standoff. It would be really, really cool for... And I know it's not a dream match because it already happened, but it's a different type of, I guess, dream because of the scenario. Like, I do feel... Sting's going away. So, you know, one last glimpse, a moment of time of of the greatness of this man called Sting.
3: I still can't even believe it, honestly. And when you were kind of running down your list, I was just thinking like, damn, imagine being in Sting's shoes right now and kind of trying to think of it feels like you have so many options right like so many options of what you can do for this last match and it feels like there's so many to even pick from I don't know what sting is going to choose I know that there was a point where I wanted to see Sting and Darby go up against each other just because of the, you know, the yep. relationship that these two have formed over, you know, his time period in AEW. But I'm pretty sure we're probably going to be seeing a tag match, which is pretty cool. Um, But who they would be tagging up against, I'm not entirely sure. So that within itself is something that I think is going to be extraordinarily special. And even last night on AEW, like they announced, I think they said that they sold like 10,000 tickets and I forgot what the time period was, but uh, the ticket sales for Revolution are looking pretty, Pretty damn good but another one that you mentioned where I thought damn that's good and it wasn't necessarily a match but it was the promo that you mentioned between MJF and Paul Heyman the second you said that I just like my face lit up because I'm thinking damn that would be some epic storytelling like I go back and I think about uh one of my favorite promos that we saw between two people was MJF and William Regal. Now imagine how great MJF and Paul Heyman would be.
4: Yeah. No parameters. Um, I would also emphasize because like, it's when you say a great, the greatest comedian can do a set without cursing Um, MJF sometimes relies on the curse. Um, No parameters. Hey, if it's, Let's talk AEW versus WWE. Let's talk you're the world champion and I manage Roman Reigns, who's the, Ro- you know, Roman Reigns. No parameters, no, just here's whatever topics you want to go and let them go. So we'll see uh, See who can hang. Because Listen, uh, Paul is one of the greatest talkers of all time. And I've also seen Paul um, I guess, unhinged or unscripted many, many times because the original ECW, sometimes when things would go awry or something would happen, Paul would just grab the microphone and go out there and just be magical. And we've witnessed the magic of Paul Heyman many, many times on you know WWE TV for, for how great he can talk and how he's always the connective tissue when Roman isn't there Think of all the times where he doesn't do much. He hands a microphone, he says his name, and continues on his journey. So it's uh, that would be amazing.
3: Hell yeah! Uh, and just to throw a couple more out there. We uh, are probably getting, most likely, going to be getting Seth Rollins, CM Punk. But I think many people would definitely consider that a dream match. Of course, if we were to get CM Punk, Roman Reigns, uh, that would definitely be something. Cody Rhodes, CM Punk. Like, there's just a lot of different options of things that. Uh, really cool matches that can happen in 2024. Um, I'm going to take it to the phone lines because we've got some callers on the line. Of course, if you have any dream matches, we want to hear from you. Dial 877-344-4893. What matches do you want to see happen in the year 2024? Let's go ahead and take it to the phone lines. We got Al from Niagara Falls on. Uh, Al, you're on the air. How are you?
2: Good morning, Denise. How are you? How are you, Tommy? Uh, first well, all, what's up, my ho- friend? Happy holidays to both of you. Uh Thank I'll you, give you two two dream matches. The one I really want to see that nobody really talks about is uh, Seth Rollins go at it with uh, Roman Reigns in a unification match. And over in AEW, I'd like to see Don Callis and Prince Nana go at it. <laughs>
4: For the worst match ever?
2: For the worst match ever, ever yes. Nice. For the for the most comedic match ever.
4: Go back and watch Don Callis' body of work. Don Callis versus uh, Joel Gertner from um, Minnesota ECW pay-per-view. It's
2: hey, phenomenal. whatever happened, Tommy, whatever happened to Joel Gertner?
4: He is still alive. He's uh, out on social media. Uh, I don't know what he does in his real life. Uh, I had um, him on my podcast when I was doing my podcast, and uh, he's still out there and uh, enjoying pro wrestling.
2: Geez, he made some good comments back in the day.
4: He was a very, very witty young man. He certainly
2: sure, he sure he was.
4: Would be canceled today with his shtick that he used to do.
2: Oh, he said something terrible about Niagara Falls once when ECW was in Buffalo. We were all ready to drive over there and look for him.
4: Nice. Throw him over in the barrel. That's what you're supposed to do. Well, happy (laughs) holidays, bud, and I appreciate you calling in.
2: Yeah, happy holidays, Tommy. Happy holidays, Denise.
3: Thank you so much, Al. i got to tell you, Al popped me when he said uh, Prince Nana and Don Callis. I was not expecting uh, expecting that, but that's pretty hilarious. Maybe in a
4: dance-off.
3: Yes. I can't, uh, I don't, th- I don't know what kind of dance moves Don Kellis would have though. Does he seem would... like the robot type?
4: Yes, absolutely. But he, yeah, it would be just great putting Don in an absurd thing that he'd have to do.
3: That would be great. That would be great. All right. Let's go ahead and bring in a Ricky from Orlando. Ricky, you're on the air. How are you?
5: Hey, good morning, Denise. Good morning, Tommy. Hope you guys are what? having a fantastic Thursday. Um, I'm glad to be speaking with you, Tommy. Um, I know I called in last week uh, for uh, Busted Open After Dark, and I had given you some uh, of my feedback as far as AEW Dynamite. I just wanted to say this week, thumbs up, my friend. I I was very satisfied with the show this week. So I just wanted to give that as a feedback. Um, I did want to also put over the uh, show yesterday. I actually skipped out on working out yesterday just to watch the Busted Open uh, busties. And that is a show si- x m if you're listening, you need to make them every day on video three hours a day actually this this channel needs to be busted open twenty four seven you need to make them an official channel there's no there's no ifs ands or buts it's a must. I just wanted to put that statement out so um well, i did uh I did actually have a couple of dream matches here uh probably yeah they're probably mediocre for you guys but i just want to put
4: over some of them they're your dream um, matches it's not nothing mediocre uh for
5: 2024 and i'm and i'm only going based off of uh prospect things that have been spoken about um usos versus god uh if you know about the the history of the tongans and the uh samoans you know basically there's History that could be built there. I would like to see that maybe at a possible WrestleMania. Uh, Will Ospreay versus El, El Hijo de Vikingo. Uh, if we if we could get that maybe in AEW, I think that might take Banger of the Year match uh, category. Uh, also, too, uh Nakamura versus Tanahashi. I don't know if it's been done, but you know uh, that would be a great send-off match for Tanahashi if that could happen at Wrestle Kingdom. And I actually want to see the Von Eriks versus FTR and the Von Eriks versus the guns, as well as I love the teaser that we got yesterday with MJF and, um, and Swerve yesterday. I'm really looking forward towards the, that whole uh, feud that's going to be going on. So uh, wishing you guys and the whole busted open family, uh, happy holidays and a Merry Christmas and happy new years. If we don't speak again. So thank you, man uh thanks tommy i hope uh I look forward to seeing you on uh february ni- or january nineteenth over here you at got it, in orlando man
4: you got it and happy holidays
3: Ricky had some good stuff in there um, which one stood out to you
4: uh man it was it was a a lot i the Osprey Vicenio thing is uh different and it would be insane i think that would be your crash and burn type of situation kind of like where we said vikenio and darby uh there's a lot of them and like hey there is no it's what you really feel you want to see i mean obviously he's now a big von eric fan and wants to put the von erics i mean i don't know if i don't think the von erics were even signed i know uh it was a great christmas gift that tony khan gave uh everyone when kevin von eric came out uh on rampage to his stranglehold music it was uh it was such, it took me back to when I was a kid, truly was, just to see Kevin uh, do that. It was it was the Christmas gift I never knew I wanted and uh, really, really enjoyed it. But uh, there's a lot of matches to be had uh, across the board. And yes, there's a big uh, feud with the Tongans and the um, Samoans and the Fijians. There, There's a lot of history there that goes way, way back. I'm talking like, you know, uh, creation of the islands that goes back, that yes, could be tapped into with the Gorillas of Destiny and the Usos, but the Usos aren't even together right now. Uh, interesting stuff. I enjoyed it.
3: So, first of all, when he said Vikingo uh, and Osprey, I was like, yes. Are you kidding me? Yes, a million times. Uh, that is definitely something that would be incredible. Uh, there's one obvious one that we haven't mentioned on here that I was sitting here thinking like, dang, I can't believe we haven't mentioned it yet. Uh, and that is The Rock and Roman Reigns. This was the match that The Rock basically said was supposed to happen over at WrestleMania 39. And for you know whatever reasons, he mentioned kind of a bit of that. Uh, it didn't end up happening. And I would consider that a dream match. Like that is a a big time marquee WrestleMania larger than life type of match.
4: Um, Agreed. And, you know, might still be on the table. I also, uh, if you go back and watch um, the live stream that we did on YouTube and I kind of set them up, but I I felt bad afterwards, but I just needed the nation to see how LaGreca legit glitches when you talk stuff like that and then the nation saw it and you could all see it uh live when it happens when I brought up about CM Punk wrestling Roman Reigns at WrestleMania and you see Dave freak out. So Denise he may be calling in right now. Uh he's probably driving and we almost draw, made him drive off the road because he's listening to the show. Don't get him started because he does not want that match to happen. He has one dream match for 2024 And that's Cody versus Roman at WrestleMania. And yes, it's happened before, but he needs to happen again. Uh, Yeah, it's also like I mean, with this, when you have matches like that, it's different time, different place. I had seen Hogan versus Andre before. I had seen Hogan versus Andre on a bigger stage at Shea Stadium. Um, Seen him wrestle, you know, other places, but WrestleMania because they were different. Places, It's a different moment in time, different pushes. So stuff like that when, you know, it is a dream match because it is hey, current this guy versus current that guy. Um, Good stuff. I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying the conversation. Obviously, as Dave always says, we have hit a nerve with the nation because the phone lines are lit with everyone talking about their potential 2024 dream matchups.
3: Once again, our phone number is, we got it here, 877-344-4893. Now, uh, Tommy, we kind of touched right now on this whole thing with CM Punk and Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns. What are the chances that... They don't do Roman Reigns Cody Rhodes and that they do do Roman Reigns CM Punk instead. Now, I know right now we're doing this the, the Seth Rollins CM Punk stuff, so that could carry through all the way to WrestleMania and be uh Dave LaGreca saving grace. But, like, what if though? What are the chances?
4: I saw something on in no on, on X that was. CM Punk's return just beat the rock's return on YouTube or something like that. And then someone had quote tweeted something about what the rock said about CM Punk uh, about he done more in his career or something like that. So I was like, wow, I had totally forgot that all of that even happened. So it got then my creative, or not so much my creative. My hmm, how would I do this? If you went with, you know, because you know punk story, and this is what I keep yelling at Dave was, Punk's story was the main event of WrestleMania, not Cody's. Cody's is winning the title, and then if it's Roman versus Rock at WrestleMania, and Cody Seth, I'm not. I'm sorry, not Cody Seth. Uh, Punk Seth, like. Where do these other people stand? So it was just, but that little note that someone had put up there. And then of course, other people like show stuff. I was like, wow, that's pretty interesting because if I'm the rock, I say, wait, I don't have that record. And this person does, Hmm, maybe I need to get back in the game. So sorry, David. As you get out of the ditch, I just pulled you back into it.
3: (laughs) I know, right? He's like finally getting his car out. (laughs) He's trying to make his way back on the road. No, it didn't work out. Didn't work out. (laughs) I cannot wait to see what actually goes down at WrestleMania, what ends up happening. Uh, I still think we're going to get Cody and Roman Reigns. I still think we're going to get uh, Seth and CM Punk for WrestleMania. So that feels like the more uh, logical route that they might go. But then again, it's like.
0: Did you hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. Next, go, give it to you. How about that? That's a premium banging, Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a biosonic sound experience. That, that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Let's give it to you. Unlock the energy of the All Electric CDX Type S. Order now at
5: Acura.com. Te presentamos a Daniela. A ella nada le sorprende. Siempre estoy lista para lo que venga. Por eso. Este año fui a Walmart a comprar todo para combatir mis alergias antes que comience la temporada de alergias.
3: Claro, porque Walmart tiene. Productos
5: de alta calidad para las alergias como descongestionantes, sprays nasales, antihistamínicos y más. Y a precios muy buenos.
3: ¿Y sabías que también tiene pickup y delivery? ¿Ah. Daniela, ¿te sorprendiste?
5: ¿Yo? <risa> no, ¿qué va? Claro que sabía que Walmart tiene pickup y delivery. <risa>
6: <risa> Bienvenido a una farmacia más simple. Bienvenido a tu Walmart.
3: you can make a real great argument that the bigger match is CM punk versus Roman reigns. And when you think of bigger match, what do you think of more money? What is the company going to want more money? Uh, so there's a really good chance that that
6: could be a thing that happens, but uh, we'll just have to end up seeing what plays out. Hey everyone, Lindsey Rhodes here. And with the NFL season underway, I am thrilled to announce that my podcast, the NFL road show will be dropping three times a week. On Mondays, we're going to recap the most interesting stories to come out of the NFL weekend. Wednesdays are going to be for a bit of a deeper discussion. And on Fridays, we're going to bring you the best of my XM fantasy show with the great Michael Fabiano. Fantasy dirt. So please, subscribe today, wherever you stream your podcasts, or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. We
3: were just listening right now to Jay White defeating John Moxley, and as I mentioned earlier, we're now going to be seeing Jay White versus Swerve Strickland versus John Moxley uh, for the gold side of the Continental Classic. And just kind of thinking about the matches that we saw last night, including Jay White defeat John Moxley, Swerve Strickland defeating Rouge, Jay Lethal uh, defeating, uh, excuse me, Mark Briscoe defeating Jay Lethal. For you, like, just looking at this Continental Classic and where we're ending up right now, like, how did you feel about all of that?
4: Uh, The wrestlers and the announcers made the Continental Classic mean so much. Everyone bid in, and in football, you'll always hear the coaches, if you watch documentaries, just buy into the process, and... The wrestling matches have been phenomenal. When we talk about dream matches, when we talk about great matches, you know, I know on this Saturday, we're going to, at Collision, it's Claudio versus uh, Brian Danielson, another match we've seen before, but different uh, set of circumstances. I loved um, everything about last night's main event. Why? Number one, the return of Jim Ross. Not just because it was in Oklahoma. Jim Ross gives validity to any big match feel. If I have Jim Ross on my roster, hey man, I'm putting you on in the main event. Why? Because you're Jim Ross. Even those little sound bites made me be more invested to a match that I already saw. Um, and, and that's just what Jim Ross brings when, when you're talking about veteran uh, leadership and, and you know for what he does to a broadcast. And I'm a big... Uh, I love Shivani. I love Excalibur. I love Taz and JR comes in and just adds to it. So that match, the ramifications, Justin's, you know, Roberts, the Yapper Dapper, five minutes to go. Then that, and then all of a sudden the finish happens. It was a bit of an upset. And that's hard to say that Jay White versus John Moxley, when Jay White wins, it's an upset. I thought with this tournament, and I love again how it's been built and The point system and now it's a draw and I mean it's a three way tie and we're going to see a really really good match and all those guys need it. John Moxley if he wins he has done pretty much everything he's wanted to do since you know leaving the WWE and joining AEW it's something that he can hang uh, his hat on Jay White leaving you know Japan the leader of the Bullet Club he was a top act Coming, You know, we had the big feud with MJF. He needs it. And Swerve Strickland, uh, who's, it, it's so weird. And AEW has me always thinking differently in the sense of Swerve is supposed to be a heel, but we're really liking and digging what he does. And so now he's in this ma- and he needs it. Like 2024 could be the year of Swerve Strickland. and uh, you know, uh, Enjoyed the main event I've enjoyed every Matches if I look uh, Forward to what I've seen out of this I know I have um, Mark Briscoe Is a star and he's a Single star that people get Behind he's got charisma I love the promo where he said he kind of Looks at it like his rookie season And there's so much more to be Had Um, This should be A thing for Every, you know, year, because it's really, really been fun to watch because of, again, like I said, the wrestlers bought in. If I could make two improvements to this entire, uh, I guess, tournament, if you finish last, there has to be ramifications, whether it's you're gone from AEW and you, you wrestle in Ring of Honor, or if there's somebody whose contract's coming up and you've decided, man, maybe I want to move on with that person. I'd put that person in those tournaments. And if you're finished last, you're gone from the company. Um, and then I also would like to see some sort of women's tournament the same way, because I think through their hard work, their investment television time, it gives everyone an in-house story to be better. And if you don't have the number of women, then just make it one simple tournament, not two different brackets, but, uh, I think it could totally work, and it also gives the women more television time and, like I said, more opportunity and more built-in stories because up until the finals, it's not really um, booking, it's matches, and it's matchmaking. But then where you go from it is really good, but all the matches have been kick-ass and stellar.
3: They definitely have. And you brought up some good points here. And the first one that I want to touch on is the one that you said about Mark Briscoe, because I also loved his explanation for why he was, you know, at prior to last night sitting at zero points, right? And him kind of basically saying like, it's my rookie year. I'm not used to not wrestling with my brother like that within itself, I feel was a really good way to explain why you're sitting at zero points without, you know, having to feel like you're, uh, you know, like you're feeling like you're less than right when you're sitting at zero points. So I really did love that explanation. And I feel that Mark Briscoe, even though he's been losing uh pretty much every matchup until last night, through those matches, he was honestly a gem in all of that. Like he had some great matchups with all of these guys. And so that's definitely something that stood out to me. But another one is you brought up Swerve Strickland. And here, we also had a backstage moments between him and MJF. And I think many can argue that that was probably aside from the you know the matches that we were seeing in the continental classic it feels like that was really the strongest point of the show with mjf and swerve strickland in the back because it seemed like um you know mjf is sort of pointing fingers maybe saying that he might have something to do with being the devil and swerve strickland basically shut that down and you know, let him know he's coming for that AEW world championship. And so how did you feel about this backstage interaction with Swerve Strickland and MJF?
4: Uh, I felt it was a great continuation of the story as well as it happened organically. Um, A a lot of times uh, in wrestling, you know, I always hearken back to the past. I, I don't ever watch my own stuff. Instagram showed me a promo where they were asking me questions about what happened to Beulah was the Dudleys have broken her neck and I was walking and I'm like, I don't want to talk to you guys right now. Just leave me alone. I make a left to get away from the camera and Shane Douglas and Francine are there. And then as I walk out of frame, here comes Shane Douglas and Francine. And then they walk kind of pushing the camera out and he starts cutting his promo. Same with him, uh, MJF and Samoa Joe. We saw their in-ring. We saw all the uh, accusations. It was great. I love it. Even the physicality, the the stuff on the screen. You're hearing these reactions every time the camera goes dark. They're like, oh, because we want to see it, but oh my God, something's going to happen. And then that continuation happens. But then we have a continuation of the continuation with Joe and MJF being you know, talking. I also, whether it was a production era or not, they're showing a graphic and you're hearing stuff happening in the background. They pitch to the, what's going on in the background. They're having this conversation again, two very, very good talkers are continuing MJF walks away and then he sees something on the floor and then he goes, knock, knock, knock. Here they come. I'm, uh, Oh man, I forgot his name The Prince Nana Prince Nana's the first And they're like, hey man You better get your hands off my friend And then this whole other interaction And then here comes Joe Then this whole other stuff Where the door opens And you see there's a whole other Group of goons there These are real life situations Where, you know, if you're at a bar or You're having words with somebody And then this person's friends come And this person's friends It's whether cooler heads prevail Or we're going to brawl right here and now um, I enjoyed that entire segment I enjoyed, uh, I did not think the match was necessary with uh, Roderick Strong and Commander just for, for time-wise, but then if you think about it, that was another continuation of this story because when you have these tournaments, when you have these type of matches, it takes a lot of time, but then we also like, we don't have time for other things. Like I mean, think about like when was the last time we saw Sting on the show? You know, and he's coming up to this big, because we, own, we run out of so much real estate on this show, but it's keeping us invested in their two biggest stories that are going on within the company right now. It's who's the devil, and everybody's talking about it. Everybody wants the world title, which everybody should, and who's going to win this first ever tournament. The tournament has gotten over. It has worked for me, just like the NBA uh, midseason tournament. They, the, the Lakers won. It was a big deal. They actually had a banner ceremony because they were the first to ever do this, which means next year when they do this again, it will get over and mean more. Um, it, it's a big deal. And, and for that, really, these guys just play for money. And yes, when you are making millions of dollars, like, you know, $500,000 to LeBron isn't a lot, but $500,000 uh, $500, to a guy who's sitting on the bench Uh, And not making that money That is life changing for them This could be something very very big For whoever Needs it the most and I think on The blue side right That's the blue side All three men that are going to be facing With this need it the most It's and even on the other side With like Eddie Kingston Coming back and fighting For it you know after losing So much if you also think about My idea Of a match that would have such big ramifications if it's Jay lethal versus Daniel Garcia, neither guy has a victory and you're fighting for your job or you're fighting for, you ain't going to be back in AEW. And, And, and it was bully who had originally said it because he knows soccer. That's what happens with, you know, football in, in the UK. If you lose and you're the last place team, you're kicked out of the league. And you have to then fight back to win the championship in another league to get back to where you're going. And so very, very interested. And I only learned that also from the Ted Lasso uh, that I've been watching, so there you go.
3: But you're right when it comes to you know the meat of the show the last couple of weeks for Dynamite has been the Continental Classic, has been the devil storyline. So let's get to that because we did have a uh, you know confrontation between Samoa Joe and MJF once again, Samoa Joe is basically asking why we've never seen MJF actually get beat up by the devil. So he's sort of insinuating that MJF is the devil. But then MJF comes out and he's like, I got my own accusations. How come you didn't get beat? The last time that all of these guys were surrounding you in the ring, they start coming at each other. And then suddenly, you know, the lights go dark. We see all of these masked men come in and, uh, you know, they attack them and they issue a challenge on the screen to Samoa Joe and MJF about putting the Ring of Honor tag team titles on the line. MJF is like, You know, obviously he wants to because he's going to defend the titles in honor of Adam Cole. Samoa Joe looks to be fed up by these masked men. So he also decides to accept the challenge. And so apparently we're supposed to finally be seeing this match. I'm assuming next week. I think that's when they said for it. But uh, is this working for you, the way that they kind of laid this all out?
4: Yes, uh, 100% it is. Here's... uh... My bottom line, last night, we did the busted open party, went out to eat. I had to take a train from New York City, got home at about 11 o'clock at night. Then I had to watch Dynamite because I knew we had to talk about it on the show. And I think I went to bed about four o'clock in the morning because I got so amped up because of what I saw on Dynamite. That's what makes me thrive as a wrestling fan. Uh, I could break it down as a, a professional or, you know, this is what I would have done. No, this is what I saw on television. This is what I liked. And there was nothing that I really didn't like except for, and I don't want to say I didn't like it. I just didn't under, like understand they didn't need this match, Commander versus Roderick Strong. Still an excellent match, but just like, hey, maybe devote it more time to something else. But then the continuation of the story, I was like, man, this is what I liked it now. And I got it. Um, talk about heat. Christian's prepared statement read by Tony Schiavone was one of the greatest things I've ever seen because they're booing the words of someone who's not even there. And that talks to the immense heat and hatred that Christian could get. And Tony Shavani played it amazing. Um, all these different things that are, and like, you know, what really that was, it was a pitch to get you to watch collision to see what Christian's going to say. And then, you know, whether he's going to wrestle edge uh, on a certain day, Um, the Samoa Joe MJF storylines. Good. It's going to be happening real, real soon. That match, if you're going to reveal the devil, it's going to be soon um again enjoyed i enjoyed every aspect of it last night just for the different entertainment values but like christians prepared statement and getting people to boo was just amazing the last time and, and it could have been a great angle for the wwe if you remember when they had the computer gm whenever you'd hear that noise and then michael cole who was reading it more so like an asshole and that was the biggest payoff that could have happened. And then the payoff totally dropped the ball. I don't think that'll happen in AEW, but I hadn't seen something like that in such a long time of an inanimate object getting heat. Cause it really was just words of a letter, not a guy saying it and generated people to actually boo. Think of if, if, a comedian, your favorite comedian, had someone else read their jokes. I don't know if it would react to it, but that's how great that whole thing really, really and truly was. And, you know, this is a key. This devil thing will be the biggest reveal. And, you know, there's been times in the industry when they've had stuff like this where it flopped. And then there's been other times where it's just been bigger, better and better. And I think it's going to be Uh, The end case with uh, AEW where I think it's going to be really, really good because, hey, we're all talking about it.
3: That is definitely true, and you're right in the sense that when it came to the Tony Shavani Christian Cage letter, I was so interested because it's not like they have a moment where they read letters all the time. So I'm listening and I'm going, okay, what does Christian Cage want us to know? And you're right, that definitely led me to more interest regarding Collision. Because I'm like, okay, cool. You know, this was basically a promo for Collision. I also like that he said that he had took Nick Wayne on vacation. I'm yes. like, what a great dad taking Nick Wayne on vacation. But here's the thing, though, the Devil storyline specifically last night, did not work for me. Um, I I was not really a fan of what we saw last night. And I think the reason for me is that it kind of felt like a copy and paste of what we had seen a couple of weeks ago, where they issued the challenge to MJF for the titles. And so we went into this expectation the following week, thinking we were actually going to see this tag team match. And then it didn't happen. So to me, it kind of felt like they ran the exact same thing only a couple weeks later or however much time went by. So that was the only reason why I didn't care too much for this particular segment here. I think so far my favorite thing that the masked men have done it's obviously the first attack that on mjf that intrigued all of us and the second thing that had me most intrigued was the attack on hangman adam page because they put him through a car windshield those are honestly the two moments that have really hit for me in this devil uh storyline but um yeah that's kind of how i feel about it i'm excited for the reveal but it's more so because we've been at this for about like two months now so that's why i'm more so just like all right let's get to it i know it's gonna happen at world's end uh, although i did think it was gonna happen happen at full gear but the official moment i think is going to happen uh at world's
4: end the um i get i get uh, cuz i kind of forget i everything glosses over at times um you have to be like you said you have to be careful in this day and age to say a match is going to happen and then it doesn't happen because that's kind of false advertising and fans will quickly get angry i like the who done it aspect and each and every week we in my opinion, we have had there's a lot of fingers pointing, and that's real life too. Well, no, that was your fault. Well, you did this. This person did that, and we have seen it. We've experienced it. Uh, we saw, you know, hey, if when it was a really bad time for AEW with the CM Punk stuff, well, it was his fault. It was well, this person did this. This person did this. We're back and forth uh, all the time of of accusing accusations social media was all and they weren't even there. This is something that's playing out on television so that's why I enjoy the who done it because it's getting deeper and deeper in the weed, in the weeds. Um I look forward to ne- I look forward to Collision as well as I really look forward to next week's Dynamite because yes, we don't know when it's going to happen. Uh I like how you said when when worlds end, I think that's a great place for it. So we have to see uh where it takes us but that would be a great, and the biggest thing is, who,
3: who did it? We got a couple minutes left, so I want to go ahead and bring in Mangrove and Mike, who's on the air. Mike, you're on the air. What's up? Hello,
7: hello, Denise, Tommy. How we doing? Merry Christmas, everybody. What up, buddy? How you doing, bro? Listen, I am so I'm so ecstatic about about my boy Riddle uh, signing uh, with ML Dub. I'm doing a bomb rip right now.
4: all right too late I did it thank you brother
2: Merry Christmas
4: you You got it
3: thank you so much Mike we appreciate it thank you for the holiday spirit Uh, always nice to get injected with a little bit of holiday spirit since we're just a couple of days away from celebrating Uh, before we head out Tommy is there anything going on that you want to make sure to plug out there and let the people know
4: Oh, no, man. Uh, I want everyone to have a happy holidays. And I think I'm working again recently this week, maybe Saturday. I have to double check if we have the show, you and I together. And uh, I just picked up uh, working in Burlington, New Jersey on New Year's Eve. So look forward to seeing that. It's a day show. So come out and watch Tommy Dreamer drop somebody and then later on watch the ball drop.
6: Hey everyone, Lindsey Rhodes here And with the NFL season underway I am thrilled to announce that my podcast The NFL Roadshow will be dropping Three times a week On Mondays we're going to recap the most interesting stories To come out of the NFL weekend Wednesdays are going to be for a bit of a deeper discussion And on Fridays we're going to bring you The best of my SiriusXM fantasy show With the great Michael Fabiano fantasy dirt so please subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts or listen on the sxm app included with most subscriptions uh,
4: nice to see you today and uh,
7: what's yeah. going on not much not much got some big news i thought i'd drop it with my guys that busted open so thanks for having me on before the the, the holiday break merry christmas happy holidays to everyone
4: big news come on you, you got me I, <laughs> I don't know what's going on i don't get format sheets. I, I know nothing
7: <laughs> very unprofessional no uh, at least I thought there'd be a drum roll, but uh, no, we. Uh, we have-
4: that's real wow. breaking news by Cor breaking
7: Bell. my eardrums. Uh, <laughs> no. So um, we have some big news. Uh, MLW is going to be big in 24. We are reloaded and uh, I'm here to share the big news. And that's that uh, Matt Riddle is joining MLW and he will debut with us January 6th in Philadelphia, live on Trailer TV Plus at Kings of Coliseum. And his opponent, first time they're ever meeting. Green match, Jacob Batu. Doesn't get any bigger than that. And uh, Riddle, who was with MLW in 2018, got all the way to the championship finals in his last match in MLW, but came up short. He's back, and he's got big, big designs on his, his future MLW. We're pumped to have him join us.
4: Busted Open is
0: part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open every day of the week at 9 a.m. Eastern on XM Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today.